tiki taka Roscommon Xavi and Iniesta tipping the ball back and forth Galway are a lot further ahead than Roscommon at this but Roscommon as Jer said are going to do damage in this championship Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts The Football Daily on Off The Ball Hello and welcome to Thursday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan and we'll start with news of the FAI Player of the Year Awards. Katie McCabe, Louise Quinn and Courtney Brosnan have all been nominated for the Senior Women's International Player of the Year. All three played a key role in Ireland reaching a first ever Women's World Cup. Vera Powsquad are at a training camp in Dublin at the moment gearing up for the tournament. Abby Larkin, Heather Payne and Jess Sue are the nominees for the Young Player Award. Meanwhile, Nathan Collins, Josh Cullen and Jason Malumbi have been nominated for the Men's International Player of the Year Award. Evan Ferguson, Dara O'Shea and Michael Obafemi are up for the Young Player Award. The nominees for the International Goal of the Year, Amber Barrett's crucial goal against Scotland in that playoff, the one that sent us to the World Cup, the Nathan Collins goal against Ukraine and Michael Obafemi's strike against Scotland. Collins and Obafemi are both in Athens with Stephen Kenny's squad at the moment ahead of tomorrow's game against Greece, who were managed by Gus Poyet. A win tomorrow would kickstart the campaign, so the Ireland boss has shown players footage from certain away wins down the years. Mark Lawrenson's goal away to Scotland, Aidan McGeady's goal in Tbilisi against Georgia. They proved to be important goals in terms of qualifying for major tournaments. It's still unclear what team Kenny will go with. He usually plays three at the back, but will he go 3-4-3 or 3-5-2? He could also go with a 3-4-1-2. Chief football writer for the Irish Mirror, Paul O'Hare, is with the squad in Athens. He joined the lads on OTB AM earlier on to go through some of the options up front. He says it's not clear who will play an attack with Evan Ferguson who he expects to play a lot closer to the Greek goal. You would have seen in the France game, Ferguson kind of leading the line and he was kind of dropping deep a lot. Um, but that was probably to do with the nature of the opponents as well. And Ida, like, yeah, it's like Ida has been, you know, Kenny, Kenny had tried him in, in a couple of different positions, you know, prior to his injury um, in terms of maybe a sort of wider on the left. But, you know, he, he is, you're right in what you're saying in terms of they are a little bit similar in terms of out and out number nines and maybe that's where Michael Obafemi comes into play because of of his play, pace that he, he can play in behind Ferguson if Ferguson is going to drop a little bit deeper uh, to receive ball and maybe link a little bit, bit of play but Obafemi's pace like he's he's just absolutely lightning you know as is Mikey Johnson who's who's down as one of the five forward in, in the squad you know One of the other teams in Ireland's group the Netherlands lost 4-2 to Croatia after extra time last night in Rotterdam in the Nations League semi-finals no doubt a few Irish fans would have looked at that game thinking the Dutch are not a team we should fear in qualifying. Ronald Koemanside scored an injury time equaliser to make it 2-all and force extra time before goals from Bruno Pektovic and Luka Modric sent the World Cup semi-finalist Croatia into the final. They play Spain or Italy. Those two meet tonight in the other semi-final from 7.45. Jude Bellingham says he joined Real Madrid because it's the greatest football club in the history of the game. The England midfielder was presented to the media today after completing his move from Borussia Dortmund yesterday. The initial fee is €103 million. Euro. The 19-year-old will wear the number 5 jersey, which was famously worn by Zinedine Zidane at the Bernabeu. Bellingham said money had nothing to do with his move to the Spanish Giants and he explained why he wanted to move to Real. Because it's the greatest football club in the history of the game and not many players get the opportunity to play at such a brilliant club, uh, such a historic club. Um, so, yeah, I feel really grateful. And like I said, I'm very thankful to the people that have brought me here um, and have given me the opportunity to play for this team. 
money's not a thing for me. I, I, I don't think about money at all when I make these kind of decisions. I've never have. I never will. Uh, I play the game purely out of love. Um, I spoke with the people when I was given permission by Borussia Dortmund. Um, I spoke with Uni. I spoke with Jose Angel. And I love the feeling I got from the club. Uh, I couldn't hide it. Um, I told them more or less straight away what I felt about the club. Um, and after I made my decision, I wanted it to all happen quickly. Um, you know, it wasn't a case of the other teams are bad or they, they weren't good. It's just that, for me, Madrid is the greatest. The younger Bellingham's also on the move. Sunderland have reached an agreement to sign 17-year-old Joe Bellingham from Birmingham for an undisclosed fee. That deal should be completed when he returns from international duty with the England under-18s. Another England midfielder that is highly sought after is Declan Rice, but it's believed West Ham have rejected a bid from Arsenal for their captain. The offer was believed to be in the region of £80 million plus add-ons, but the Europa Conference League winners want more than £100 million. Manchester City and Bayern Munich have also been linked with the England midfielder. Chelsea, where he played in the youth team, have also been mentioned Manchester City will start the defence of their Premier League title away to newly promoted Burnley, who are managed by former City captain Vincent Company. The fixtures were released today. That will be the opening game and it will take place on Friday the 11th of August at Turf Moor. Maurizio Pochettino's first game as Chelsea boss will be against Liverpool at Stamford Bridge. That is the standout game of the opening weekend. It will be played on a Sunday afternoon. On the same day, Ange Postacoglu starts life as Tottenham manager away to Brentford. Luton's first ever game in the Premier League will be against Brighton. Manchester United will start the season on a Monday night against Wolves. They'll play at Old Trafford on the 14th of August. Meanwhile, Premier League clubs have agreed measures for tackling the rise in tragedy-related chanting at football matches with criminal prosecution of offenders at principal aim. It comes in response to a rise in the number of incidents of chance and other behaviour taunting victims and survivors of football-related tragedies, often between rival clubs. The league's also agreed to amend its owners' and directors' test to prohibit fully leveraged buyouts. That's exactly what the Glazers did at Manchester United in 2005, and 18 years on the club is still in debt. Speaking of club ownership, Ricky Fowler has revealed he's one of three golfers looking to invest in Leeds as part of the imminent takeover by 49ers Enterprises. The American Investment Group are set to take charge of the now championship club after they agreed a deal to buy a chairman, Andrea Radrasani's controlling stake. Fowler, along with Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, have been briefed by Leeds fan Billy Foster, who's the caddy of the current US Open champion, Matt Fitzpatrick, who himself is a Sheffield United fan. The American group, also the owner of San Francisco 49ers, has been a majority shareholder in Leeds since 2018 and increased its stake to 44% in 2021 with the option of buying Rajasani's remaining 56% before January 2024. Fowler said he's excited at the prospect of being involved in football. I feel like it's continuing to get bigger in the States, but I still, since I haven't been to a game, don't have the true appreciation until you know actually being able to go and, and be there and feel that energy. Gareth Taylor has signed a one-year contract extension which will keep him in charge of the Manchester City women's team for next season. His deal was due to run out this summer. Since he took over in 2020, Taylor has won the FA Cup and League Cup. They missed out on Champions League qualification this season, though. The BBC and ITV have agreed a deal with FIFA to broadcast the Women's World Cup in the UK just five weeks before the tournament kicks off. FIFA president Gianni Infantino had threatened a European TV blackout if rights offers weren't improved. European champions England play in Brisbane on the 22nd of July against Haiti. That's two days after Ireland play Australia. All of Ireland's games, of course, been shown on RTE. 
FIFA Secretary General Fatma Samora, the first female and non-European to hold the role, will leave her post at the end of the year. Senegal-born Samora was appointed in May 2016 and has overseen the massive growth in women's football. She played a major role in a restructure at FIFA that included a new and fully developed women's football division. And we'll finish with a bit of showbiz. Shelburne have confirmed that goalkeeper Scott van der Sluis has been released early from his contract to take part in Love Island. The 22-year-old's request to get out of his contract was granted by Shell so he could take part in the ITV show. Van der Sluis joined the club last summer but has only played three first-team games, two of those in this season's Leinster Senior Cup. Shell's boss Damien Duff wished the Welshman well in his future endeavours and said he was shocked and saddened that Scott chose a villa in Mallorca full of beautiful single women over himself, the staff and the players. That's it for today's Football Daily. As always, you can subscribe to the OTB Football podcast feed to hear the best football analysis, interviews and stories from Off The Ball. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.